Good morning. It's, uh, I think it's the 15th of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the 15th of, of March. And so on the 23rd of this week, next week, we're heading to Israel, flying to Boston, Massachusetts, and then from there uh, to Tel Aviv. We begin a whole week of uh, sites that uh, many of them we have not seen yet. We never see Mount Nebo, where Moses uh, saw the promised land. We never seen Sodom and Gomorrah, which we're going to see it. Uh, we have never seen Magdala and, and, and Tabitha, which are the place of the multiplication. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we have seen that, yes. And of course, uh, we're going to visit uh, the Western Wall. We're going to visit uh, the Ophel, where Jesus had his way into the temple. We're going to visit uh, uh, areas... Uh, the city of David, the tunnel, we're going to walk on the water all the way down to Siloam, uh, the pool of Siloam. And so, today I want to talk to you about several things that are important. The first one is environment. How does the gospel operate into culture and environment? How does the gospel operate where there's resistance and where there is also uh, 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 oppression and unrest and uneasiness in, in, in battle between men and women, between uh, uh, businessmen and poor, and, uh, and between the home and the homeless, so to speak, environment. Then the second thing I want to talk about is that forgiveness actually heals human beings. Forgiveness heals who we are. And of course, third, is that power, God's power, all in every single instance in the synoptics, book of John, continuously power identify itself. Listen to me. Identify itself. The power of God is never coming to the back door and sticking his way into the place. It stands, identifies, and confronts. And then, the fourth is, the power that uh, is in heaven is different than the power that is in the earth. And I want to discuss the, the difference between the power of heaven and power of earth. And of course, uh, that's also, all of it is found in Luke chapter 5, verse 17. <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to ask, before you get all of that, I said, I got all of that in Luke 5, 17 to 26. Now, this is the King James. And, of course, I chose King James because uh, it, it stretches me. Like, uh, like Jennifer Bowman said, it stretches me. So here it is. It came to pass on a certain day. That means the time of the year, the time of the day, the month. Came to pass, it's just can be a lot of time passed. As he was teaching, notice that begins to describe the environment in the that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by. Ooh, it just <laughs> it, 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 it's it, in other words, you 
you're already sweating, which were come out of every town in Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, meaning there were a lot, a lot, of, a lot of Pharisees and scribes and doctors of the law and, and, and all kinds of church leaders. They were sitting there staring at Jesus. Now, why were there so many people came? Because the next verse it says, And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. <laughs> In other words, where the power of the Lord operates, they come to get it. They don't come to get if the environment dictates the power. The environment dictates the power. When the power dictates the environment, it has to do with leadership. You can bring the best speaker you can ever have in your life. Somebody gifted that brings a lot of people. But, but, but the power of God is not present to heal. And when the power of God is not present to heal, something's missing. Notice that, uh, as the hundreds and hundreds of, more than a hundred, I'd say two hundred people, because it was, it talks about every town in Galilee. Judea, oh my gosh. In Jerusalem, my goodness gracious, there were people from all over the place. The power of God was present, so there is a, now a, a debate. What do you mean by the power of God was present? It's because the power of God brought him in. It wasn't, it wasn't Jesus and the power of God, uh, uh, them, why the people came. They came because the power of God was there. That's a great difference. In other words, programming in the local church can be the type of programming that emphasizes the speaker but the power of God is not present or even mentioned. You can talk about positive and negative ideas between the conflict with men and women in the marketplace. But the power of God is not there to solve the problem. You can talk about gender issues, but the power of God is not present to heal and to deliver. Or you can talk about uh, uh, a revival, but the power of God is not there. And so, verse 1 describes the idea that the power precedes the problem. The power precedes the weakness. The power precedes the mentality. The power precedes the, the, the discussion. The power precedes the environment. When the power is present, the environment subdues itself to the presence of God. Don't forget what I said. Because if you forget... You do programming. And programming does not enlarge the kingdom. And as a matter of fact, it messes up people. Because you create a mentality, a psychological or spiritual mentality, a, a, a discernment that does not re reveal the presence of God, but creates the problem. Okay. I think you got, you got what I said, right? I hope, hope, you, hope you follow me here, okay? So... And behold, means look, look, observe, listen, I'll say something important. Men brought in a bed, men brought in a bed, a man which was taken with palsy. Now, in the environment today, okay, 
it would be a woman. But in the times of Jesus, and by the way, don't tell me that Jesus did not heal women. He heals, he healed many. Many, 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 literally thousands of women were healed. No wonder women followed Jesus along with the disciples everywhere. Mary Magdalene is one of them. Now, the interruption of the conflict between Jesus and all of the scribes and Pharisees and doctors of the law. Conflict is interrupt. Now, why in the world that happened? You know, tell me why in the world did that happen? It happened because the power of God was present. Notice that the power of God dictates the environment. Not the environment dictates the power. Listen, we have so many preaching and so little response. We've got to have the power of God to convict. And so, they brought a man with palsy. Men brought a man. Man is M-E-N, means more than one. And man, M-A-N, is one. So the plural here simply says there were four people, according to Mark, in this, in this interaction. Four of them. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude. So now let's talk about men and women. Now. The multitude here means men and women together. All of them attracted by the power of God. But the four men that brought this man with palsy in, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I just received a request for prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, heal that woman in Sao Paulo, Brazil. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, now let's continue. So you have four men led by faith into an uh, a unbelievable supernatural power that was present. Now, why do they broke their place in? You know, if that happens at First Baptist, First Methodist, the ushers will carry you out. We do not accept or uh, respect interruption of anything when there is a procedure taking place. <coughs> Squat. That's what I say. Because if the environment is dictated by the by the liturgy then God cannot show Himself in power because we got to follow our way of presenting the need. And Jesus here did not in no shape or form deny the four men. Listen, they made a record. They broke the top ceiling. They went on top of the little house and they, they brought the men with, with ropes down to where Jesus was. And not a word from the Lord. And He was teaching. It says here, on verse 17, it came to pass a certain day as he was teaching. Don't you interrupt my teaching because I am actually preaching. That just makes me mad. Makes me mad. It's simply, people are so, so blind to the presence of God. And so what happens here is that uh, when the... When when the man <laughs> came down through the till, tilling with his bed into the midst before Jesus, 
The next thing that happens is that the Lord had a download, supernatural download from heaven. Listen to me. The power of the Lord to heal is directly connected to a download. In my computer, there's a part that says download. Download is when somebody sends you a document and you find it. For instance, uh, <clears throat> there is a uh, place. <laughs> there is a place that uh, uh, in, in the computer called Google Sheets, Google Docs. I can get to that, but to put my songs into a telephone, I need Andy Hines. <laughs> and, and I tell you, and I said, Andy, how in the world could you put my this music that I have from a CD? that I had into a website, <clears throat> and he had a download. A download is, is when you don't know what to do next, and whatever it is, it's convincing. And so it, it happens right here. And when he, who is he? Jesus, saw the... Now, can you have a faith that is being seen? Yes, you can. A faith that is seen, it's a faith that is able to communicate the presence of God. Where the presence of God is, faith rises to attention. In the last service that I attended at a church called Mount Bethel in Atlanta, during the second service, I, I had a vision. And I just lost control of my vocal cords. You know, it's a dangerous thing when you lose control of your vocal cords because I can sing loud. Let me tell you this. I can put 50 men in front of me and I'll sing louder than them. I have, a, I have a pair of lungs this big. And so, but what happened was, the worship was so overwhelming. The praises unto God was so overwhelming that I got my, and I had a vision of the place. And so I got lost into that holy spiritual thing. And it might have offended somebody. Jesus wasn't offended. He gave me a vision. If you are offended, something's wrong with you. I was just fine with Jesus. I'm just listening to him. And so I try to try not to do it that much again or or anyway. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto them, Men, your sins are forgiven you. So forgiveness heals. Why does it heal? It because it takes the past out of your past and there's no more. Whatever, whatever that occurred in the past disappears. When it is present, you haven't forgiven. When it disappears, you then forgave. A lot of people say that uh, forgiveness will not permit. Well, forgiveness will forgive, but it will not permit reconciliation. That's hogwash. If you forgave, you establish relationship and you bless God. And you praise God for what He has done in both lives. And so, forgiveness heals. Forgiveness heals. Now, <clears throat> let's begin now with verse 21 because I want you to see this. Nothing has been done about this man. What Jesus did was to say to him, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. But he has not done anything else. Your sins are forgiven. All right. That's good. Your sins are forgiven. 
in the now let's take a look at the audience because the audience now is going to present itself. I've told you before the power identifies itself. Evil does the same. The idea of a power identifying yourself came from evil because evil is trying to copycat what what the power of God does, and so it shows off. I used to tell people that the expression of a demon is the end of it. It's just how you handle the demon at the particular moment. The expression of a demon ends it. He is over. He is crying out for the last minute. I'm done. So when the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, now listen to me, they didn't hear it. The Christian, the believer hears it. The Pharisees reason. Well, we don't think this is proper. Do you think it's proper, John? What, what is the law says about It begins to... Who is this which speaks blasphemies? Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Every time I hear argument about the presence of God, I'm hearing demonic activity. Every time that I hear argumentation about the work of the Holy Spirit resisting, I hear evil. And let me tell you this, I can tell you that those who practice that type of living won't live too long and there's nothing in them. In other words, it's a well, empty well without water. What is that scripture about empty wells without water? Andy. Yeah, okay, so take a look at this. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, here's Jesus. Here's the presence of God in the power to heal over them. And they couldn't see clear and, and, and even recognize who's standing before them. Now, the response here, it is classic, classic Jesus. When Jesus perceived their thoughts, Discern their thoughts. Here's a gift of the Holy Spirit operating right in front of you. He, he, is, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? I'm reading your mind. What is it that you have that stirring you out of peace? Why do you even intend and contend with thinking that you have nothing to do about it because you have doubts about it. <coughs> you have doubts about the Holy Spirit. You, you have a problem. It questions your salvation. It questions your experience with God. Don't you question that which you do not know nothing about it. Listen. Pray. And expect God to take that from you so you can surrender. So Jesus responds with a rhetorical question. Now the rhetorical question here is this. And he talks about power. It says, Which is easier to say, Your sins be forgiven, or to say, Rise up and walk? Because both of the two are actually the move of God in the natural. In other words, the needs were simply two. He forgave sins, and now the men still are in palsy. The men still 
totally paralyzed. Which is easier? How can you handle some? Now remember that the power, when the presence of God, the power of God is present, it identifies itself. And it just did. The power of God just identified itself in front of those 150 <coughs> synagogue leaders. Doctors of the law. And Jesus responds this in a way that only the mental, the spiritual mind is able to receive. People that are not saved won't, won't receive it. People that are not baptized with the Holy Spirit won't receive it. People that attend church but never been to the altar and only give money never receive it. In other words, this is not something that you can just get it anytime you want for salvation. is a gift of God. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift. You can be in church for 50 years and go to hell. But you can establish a humble attitude toward God. You can establish a gentle attitude toward the altar call. You can humble yourself before the Lord, and the probability that God will save you, it grows by the minute. So let's take a look on verse 24, because in verse 24, he says this, which I told you, if you can hear it, it will bless you abundantly. It says this, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Now, there's power in heaven. But he's referring to power on earth. The difference between power in heaven, there's no resistance. There's no demon out there who can withstand the presence of God at this very moment. God is in, in ruling. The demons are here in the earth. So don't you tell me that heaven is full of demons. God rules and reigns in power. And those probably that are there are already bound up in, 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 in jail forever. So what I'm saying to you, He said unto the sick of the palsy. Now, that you may know that the Son of Man has power upon the earth to forgive sins. Ah, he said unto the sick man of palsy. Now, here's where he identifies himself. I told you before we started, the power identifies itself. That is why when you pray for people, you need to identify yourself. In the name, I say in the name of Jesus. Don't you get yourself out of there as if you're not important. I say, Rick Bonfim say in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, be healed. Sickness, disease, be healed. Get out of here. Torment, agitation, stress, and nervous. I say in the name of Jesus, get out in Jesus' name. I say in the name of Jesus, disobedience, rebelliousness, talking, Behind my back, accusing, reprimanding, accusing, spirits of accusation. In the name of Jesus, I commend you. So, I'm saying to you, that power needs to be identified. When you preach, you identify who you are. You give your testimony. That's identification. 
Now is that biblical? And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. If you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who is in heaven. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father who is in heaven. In other words, this type of ingredient in terms of environment, in terms of forgiveness, in terms of power, cannot be wishy-washy just because you don't want to offend anybody with your theology. Mm-mm-mm. I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not thinking about you. I want to be obedient. I say to you, Jesus says, Arise, take up your couch, your mat, and go into your house. In other words, get up and show everybody that you can walk now. Oh, oh, if there's one that I love to be present, it would be this one. Oh, I'll get, I'll get the floor cornered behind the stove in the, in the dirt, dirt ground down there, sitting on a rock, to see Jesus. Get your bed and get out of here. Walk, walk, come on. I say to you, I say to you with a sick of palsy, arise. That's a commandment. So let's just discuss it. Four men comes in, full of the Holy Spirit and full of power and full of faith. Jesus recognized their faith, granted their request, and took authority. So power identified itself. Sickness Forgiveness of sins happened in the beginning of this story. But in the end, he brought it to the table. Now listen, doctor of the law. What do you want me to do? Forgive sins? What's easier? Or deal with palsy? I'll do both. And then I told you that the power in heaven is unquestionably, undeniably in control. Power on earth, you have to deal with the fallen demons that are here, and there are many around. Every time I go eat in a restaurant, I have to find the demon before I order. And they're all amazed. And he departed to his own house. Now, the thing about this man that makes me very pleased is that he glorified God. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I used to be the paralytic. I used to be... And bad for 20, 30 years in the Lord Jesus. He's right there. He healed me. I'm healed. My legs are moving now and I glorify the Lord. I glorify God. Now notice that he glorified God. When you glorify God, you are really blessing Jesus. When you glorify God, you're really at the throne of God saying, Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, that you sent into the earth to heal my sins. Woo, hallelujah. Now that, you say, those of you who are wishy-washy on this, you're going to say that that's a Pentecostal movement. You know, I wish I could shut your mouth, but I can't. But your lack of faith and your unbelief and your Methodistic brain continues to defy the presence of God and offend the Holy Spirit. The man was glorifying God publicly, and he never, he wasn't even a Pentecostal church. There's no church. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Now, you probably say, Rick, but control yourself. We, so let me control myself. We glorify you, Lord. Now, I can't do that. Why? Because I feel deep in my heart to glorify Him. Is that bad? No. 
I don't think it's bad. Just loud. <laughs> Just loud. But that's how I feel. I'm 79 years old, and I'm not going to shut up. I love the Lord. I love Him with all my heart. So he, he glorified God. And they were all amazed. And they glorify God. Now listen, listen. I, I got to tell you this. You know, the docs of the law, the Pharisees, the scribes of all over the place begin to glorify God. It says right here. Now, I, 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 wait a minute. Is that, is that right? Can I, am I misreading this? It, it says, And they all were amazed. And they glorified God. They all includes the Pharisees and the docs of the law. They just lost control. It's, it's a wonderful thing to see a Methodist lift their hands and lose control. It's not something that you do very seldom, very, 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 very uh, every day. Seldom you do that, but when you do it, you glorify God with your hands and you say, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children, my grandchildren. Amen. Now, let me finish. And we're filled with fear. Beginning, fear is beginning of understanding. Saying, what did Luke hear they say? We have seen strange things today. Well, it's not strange to me. It's not strange to Jesus. It's not strange to the, to, to the apostles. But it's strange to the doctors of the law. When you haven't seen the glory of God, you don't know what it is that God bless you today. Amen. Listen to me on podcast today. If you're traveling in Jesus' name, get into lotterain.com. L-A-T-T-E-R-A-I-N. Amen. See you tomorrow. Yeah.